This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Another installment of Midweek Mentions. I'm Ant at Stiano on Twitter, and I'm joined this week by John of Miami, Drake, what up? and special guest Mendy. Welcome aboard. Thank you for joining Hello. us. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> You're welcome. Glad you could come. All right, so we want to start this week off by giving some props to our boy Juju for uh, all the wonderful work he does on social media and for getting hired by Levitard. We are so happy for him. And, no, we're not. We all we all hate him, and we're all envious of him because he has all of our dream jobs. Okay, well, well, there's that. You're right, Jake. There's <laughs> totally that. But we're definitely excited, and you know his stuff is fire. So it makes yeah. uh, Levertard better. It makes uh, all our Twitter feeds and our Instagram feeds better. I'm going to disagree here with Drake on the best job because when I heard about that, of course, I was happy for him, and he does great great work. But I started thinking what are the hours like? You know, I see him tweeting at all hours of the day and night. And is that part of the job description? This may be one of those things that is um, well-paid. And then you realize when you do it by the hour that you're not that well-paid. I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably going to be. John, 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 John. Let's, let's all be honest here, dude. We're all up on Twitter 24 seven anyway. So why not get paid for it on top of that for the show that we all are insane about it's it, different it, when you're when the pressure's on to to make good content i mean how many how many of these shows have we done already and we haven't yet hit good content <laughs> well that's your fault john i blame yeah you. I, i'm hey I, I take i take full blame for it but i'm just saying it's not that easy i mean and we asked many to join he's been on for five minutes hasn't said a word yet i mean <laughs> well no what i was gonna say is i mean you, you take his 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 instagram show and you put it on twitter or he hasn't really put it on their instagram yet but that would be interesting probably because uh some conflicts because he posts a lot of uh i mean it's, it's hard it's hard to manage three social media accounts i do it part-time it's it's hard but yeah it's it's a it's definitely on a bucket list it's definitely uh i i look i sent my application in they didn't call me back 
<laughs> Wait, no. Levitard has an Instagram account? No, no, no Juju's. <laughs> oh, got it. Well, no, Levitard, no, Levitard has an Instagram account. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's Levitard show, same thing, but, you know, it's not, it's rarely ever anything of, of, of crazy interest if Juju's not involved, so. Yeah, that's, that's true. And also, like, the store isn't really being pushed anymore either. So that's what they were using it for. Old person here. I can't work Instagram. It's, it's, I just don't understand it. I go, I try to swipe. I get to another person. I, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, that dinner looks great. I swipe left and now all of a sudden it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Me neither, John. Me neither. I'm not an Insta guy. Let's stick to one platform, shall we? Yeah. I, I do it part-time or as a full-time job and it's, it's annoying. I barely even use my, my own stuff. It's, it's I, I, I'm, I'm with you, John. Finally. <laughs> All right. So who's going to kick us off here? Let's go over to you, Drake. What do you got for us this week? All right. So we obviously love the, uh, the 90s um, vintage baseball talk. When, when the guys get into it, it like they said, it, it just makes everyone happy for, for no reason at all. Um, so the topic um, today was talking about professional hitters, what it means to be a professional hitter. And there's really no rhyme or reason to it um, other than somebody who's going to go up to the plate and give you a solid at-bat. Um, maybe go deep in the count, um, slap a ball to the opposite field. My definition of a professional hitter is someone who sits around the seven and a half to eight, maybe even an eight and a half out of ten range, um, just based off of the criteria that they used. And it can't be a leadoff hitter, apparently. So, but with that being said, I'm going to throw out the topic of professional athletes. So not just a professional hitter but a professional athlete. So this can go through any sport across the, across the map. I'm going to throw it over to Mindy. I think he's got a couple to, to throw out for us to judge him on. So you moved it away from baseball hitters, but I got a couple of those. But if you're just going to go around all sports, I would start off with Tayshaun Prince. I love it. That's, That's someone who, whether whatever happens, you're going to be like, that was a good at-bat. Yeah, I, I mean, mean maybe – it definitely he definitely fits don't get me wrong but on the offensive end and eh, he may be a little little suspect but no i'm not i'm not taking baseball out of it baseball is a sport you do know that right mindy I, it's it, it's you you not always realize that as like as you're watching it but yes yeah for now for now it still is a sport a lot of the guys i was thinking of were mentioned because i mean i think back to a guy like lenny harris who was just a really good hitter and you knew if it was the seventh inning and it was like first and third and you needed a guy to get a hit, you were bringing him up because he was going to get you what you needed. He was going to put the ball to the left side of the infield to, you know, help get the runner over. Or he was going to get the sack fly to, to right field and he was going to get his guy in. Or he was going to get a rope up the middle. He was going to get you what you needed, you know, I don't know, seven out one. of ten times kind of thing. Even if it wasn't a base hit, he was going to get you a play that was going to advance what you were trying to do. Ex Chicago Cub Derek Lee. That's an excellent one too. I, I I here I'll, I'll shoot you four names that I got of what how I understood the game. So it's he was a starter, borderline Hall of Fame. I mean, he's not really a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer, but Michael Young, third baseman for the Texans I in like the mid two thousands. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. White Sox World Series champion. He batted two eighty one. For his career, Scott Pesednik. 
Very good. That's also a very good name. It, it, it I mean, Pod Senek. Yeah. Right. <laughs> another, 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 another one. He, he, he bounced around. He famously didn't wear a cup. He played third base around the infield. Also, was on that 2005 White Sox team. Juan Uribe. Any reason why he didn't wear a cup? I don't think they fit. No, oh, whoa. Comfort. He's comfort. Wow. And then the last one I got, and you can't look at what he did off the field, because off the field, it's messy. It's very, very messy. What happened to him? Jim Edmonds. Mm, I think he's a little – I think I think Edmonds, I like Edmonds is fits too out. Good. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I think he's, he's too a little good. too good. Okay. I think he's a little too good because – I mean, maybe because he was overshadowed by all the great defense he brought to the game, but yeah. I feel like Edmonds is just a little bit out of that, like, out of that range because he was going to bat two, three, four in your lineup and and you know be so, a, be a yeah. contributor to what you were doing, so to speak. So I do, I do remember Pasenic and Edwards being like top of the order guys, so that might take it out, that might move the game a bit more. And Michael Young was a starter, but Uribe, I mean, he was a he was a constant yeah. player. Then at the end of his career, he really went into a pinch hitter. So, I don't know. Does, does that give you a better idea, John? Um, if I knew baseball, yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. So, let's go with um, Drake's tweak, which was uh, about this same type of person in another sport. Ryan and, Fitzpatrick. Um, oh, for football. That's, that's really good. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but I think another, another football fit would be Danny Amendola. <laughs> bring your bring your lunch pail to work kind of guy. He's he's gonna catch balls. He's not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna take your eighty yard eighty yard bomb to the house, but he's gonna get you his his seven to twelve yards. Middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears a couple years ago, Lance Briggs. I like it. I like when he it. was the playing, name. he was he was kind of there, but he I mean him and Brian Urlacher in the middle. Whatever, I'm getting off topic, but he was a guy who. Has that same uh, mentality. Very solid work, hard worker, going to give you all he's got. Not necessarily a star, but good enough to – yeah, I agree. I agree. Before, before that last suggestion, I, I was starting to see a trend, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go back to the trend and moving back to basketball. Marco Bellinelli. Good one. I don't think he's tough enough. You think he's tough enough? I don't think it's about eh? that. It's about nah. like just a solid, consistent – like player dive not, on the floor, you know? and I, it's it's years. It's a year's worth of contribution too. It's not being good, like soup really good for two or three years. It's about a seven to ten year run of of being solid, and not necessarily an all star, but but continuing to be solid. But again, it's this is why the game is fun too, because there's no set criteria, because that's what makes it thought. Thought what about Shane oh. Battier? Yep. Yeah, that's a pro's pro right there. Shane Battier. Point for so me. what about Christian Leitner? To go back to our... Uh... Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Mono Ginobili. Eh, I think he may, I like, he may be right on that outskirt of being too good. I yep. think he might just be too good. Yeah. So let's see. Let's, so a lot Derek of... Fisher. A, Derek Fisher too good or... I think too because good. he was on too many winning teams. Yeah, Tony Allen. Yeah, Memphis basketball guard Tony Allen. He's definitely in there. 
we just made Aaron happy. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Fox. I, yeah, that's a good one. I think that's Doesn't, a good one. I, he has too strong of a jawline. Oh, now we've got to take a punch from his wife. No, now we're changing the game. Like, yep. That game, that oof, we'll be here all night. And we've gas bagged along uh, too long on this topic as is. So let's transition and back to you. All right. Um, John, what do you got for us topics this week? All right. I was just thinking about this and they interviewed, I, I believe his name was Bill Lawrence and he was the creator of Scrubs and a bunch of other TV shows that I liked. And um, before we go around the horn here, I just wanted to share a little anecdote that I had about Scrubs. My my cousin happened to work on, on Scrubs. And so um, on one occasion when I went out to visit her, she went, she took me to the abandoned uh, hospital that they shoot at and uh, really cool situation, all that. And then she said, oh, I have to pick up some scripts and then take them over to to some of the actors. So we did. I think it was about three of them. Um, one of them was was Zach. Um, I never met these guys. I stayed in the car. But I did actually go to the house of Neil Flynn, who who they talked about, who was the uh, the janitor, who was one of my favorite characters on the show. That that show is, ranks up there with, for me, anyways, as one of the you know really uh, probably top top twenty TV shows of all time. I've been around this earth for what forty four. 44 and a half years. And I watched a lot of TV and scrubs to be up in top 20 is, um, is high, uh, is, is a high watermark. But that got me thinking maybe we'd go around and talk about what your favorite TV shows might be, you know, growing up or even, even now. Well, I'll, I'll start with saying the, the Ted Lasso show that he was just a part of. It's, I mean, it's super prisoner of the moment, but man, it's a really, really good show mike mike ryan has has harped on it the past past week and i mean especially during this time it's it's just a a show that brings out goodness and and happiness in in weird ways that like you wouldn't expect to to really be attracted to the show but it's it's really good let me let me ask you because yeah especially in sports people uh like, like people like lebron get 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 called corny and cornball and so I just, I've, I haven't seen the show, but I have seen the adverts for them. And it seems like this Ted Lasso guy is a corny guy. Does the show come off like that at all? He, yes, but like you, after so many episodes, you like, you found, you find out that like, he's just truly like a good dude and means well in his heart. And then like it, it, you just, you fall in love with this dude just because he's such a good, a good dude. And, and yeah, he's a little corny, but you, man, it's it's hard to explain that. That's why it's so good. If if it was simple, it'd be, it wouldn't be as good as as it is. So, and and he is one of these guys who's who's um, qualified to be a coach, or is it something that he kind of fell backwards into? No. So he's the the idea behind it is so there's there's a lady. So the lady who owns the the soccer club, her ex husband, they got a divorce. She took over. So the soccer club is the only thing that he loves. So she's trying to destroy the club and make him miserable because the club loses and loses money. So she goes and finds the worst. So he's the worst candidate possible for the job. So she gets him. That's how he get he lands into it. And he ends up being super lovable. The players start to love him and come around. And it 
it even changes her aspect, her thought process, and and she likes him, and it's it's insane, man. They they did such a good job writing the storylines with this with this show. So they've they already signed up for vibes. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, and then they they've already signed on for seasons two and three. So they're they've obviously had a lot of a lot of downloads and and viewers. So Andy, what about you? My favorite show, uh, I have to say, is, is is the Narcos series on Netflix. It's been mine for a while. I just, I mean, just it's my personal preference, just with like the history of it, and and um, the accuracy, not accuracy, but seeing like stories and myths come into life on your screen, I think is really is really cool. I mean, it's, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say I would say the Narcos series, and I haven't gone around to watching the Ted Lasso show yet. Um, but yeah, I just I haven't had the the minute to to watch it yet. But I'm I'm gonna get around around. Uh, around to I'm getting, getting to it. it. Nailed it. So John, what about you? Where do you go for TV? What's your What's your number one? Wow, man! You see, like. I grew up watching so much TV that, that it, it would be tough to nail, but um, it would almost have to break down into maybe uh, decades. So, um, but if we're going to be kind of prisoner of the moment and recency bias, um, I really like the, the umbrella Academy stuff that, that um, I watched seasons one and two. So uh, I don't think there's a third. Um I am behind on a lot, a lot of good shows, or at least where they tell me there's a lot of good shows. Um, uh, Breaking Bad was actually filming when I used to live out in Albuquerque. Um, So I haven't seen one of those um, yet. Uh, I haven't seen The Wire yet. I haven't seen Narcos. Now, mainly I think because some of the the nature of the show and the topics of the show uh, might be, uh, I'm I'm not into like uh, getting, you know, into a bad headspace so i generally avoid those things but um if it's good enough i'll give it a whirl and it was something i wanted to ask mendy if he had seen the wire and how how which one between the two which one he liked better because those are two of th- that i've heard before really highly rated the wire and and narcos um i i generally try to stay with the happy fluffy stuff um and uh but you know so, so, so again, if we were going to go with the recency bias stuff, I like um, some of the stuff that that um, I forget who makes it Netflix or uh, Prime. The, the Umbrella Academy is is what's sticking out in my head. But if we start going back into the '80s and stuff, I mean, I, I would go Night Court, and I would go, you know, um, uh, spinoffs of Cheers. Uh, but that's that's deep, and that that we might be getting really old. And um, you know, and offend three or the, the three or four listeners we have. How about you, Ant? Well, John, I, I'm right there with you. Night Court was one of my favorite shows. It was just so irreverent and hilarious. And you know, to me, John Larroquette is so underrated as an actor, and he was so amazing in that. And actually, he was very good in The West Wing, and he's been very good in a lot of shows. I'm also gonna go old school with one of my favorite shows, The A Team. Because I watched that a lot growing up, and I was always amazed that in every episode, they shot 90,000 bullets, and no one ever got hit, ever. <laughs> I got, I got a limited fate. Feet or I got a limited fate for 18. Yeah. 
Oh, we're like, I ain't getting on no plane. I ain't getting on no plane. <laughs> Very good job. Thanks. I feel like the van would fall over, the Jeep would fall over, everybody would put up their hands, and no one would end up dead. I just always was, I always laughed at that as much as I enjoyed the sort of interaction between four very distinct characters and their stupidity. So, but I'm also old, so, you know, I'm older than you. So, what do you think um, about the movie? Um, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I, I, it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not winning Oscars, but you know, I could certainly sit down and watch it again because I think it's, you know, funny what, enough what, and good enough and whatnot. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. John, ju- just, just to go off of your other point now in the age of the where TV is, is now, you're never going to catch up. So just accept that, yep. that you're never going to catch up. And to answer your question about, about the wire, when I moved out here to Maryland, the wire is the first thing I sat down and watched. And for about like four months, I was like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know? And like my wife and I, like, like we like went shopping somewhere and I like pulled off of the, like the expressway and I saw people standing on like the corners and, and shops closed. And I was like, this is off the turnaround. <laughs> He had, the par- he had the paranoia that they had in Goodfellas, where he was uh, just looking everywhere. He's like helicopters and people yeah, on exactly corners. Exactly. That every time I hear a helicopter here, I'm 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 I move away from the windows. I, I- well, we got uh, Drake. Did you did you go? Yeah, I mean, I, I touched on the Ted Lasso thing just because oh, that's right, what right. Lawrence has been has been talked about. But man, some of the some of like my favorite shows. Um, I mean, Game of Thrones is is obviously way up there. Um, I'm, I oddly like some of the, the English based, um, shows. So one, um, is Peaky Blinders. I don't know if any of y'all have seen that. Hell, I love that show. Um, and then also Sherlock, which is like a, it's like a new, um, it's with Benedict Cumberbatch and God, what's the other guy's name? The guy who played Bilbo and, the hobbit anyways it's an it's like a new aged um version of of sherlock holmes and it's it's super cerebral and and really cool especially if you if you like the sherlock holmes um series and and, yeah it it is and it uh it makes you think and so i I love shows that that make you think so because i don't do that very often before before we move on to to um, our next our next topic, I just want to throw out some gems there of of since you said some British shows. There are some British shows that stick out in my mind that are are so terrific for the for the people who are listening. I just want to throw them out there. Um, I believe it's called Red Dwarf, which was a sci-fi comedy on uh, a British sci-fi comedy. And then there's also Coupling. Definitely check those out. Coupling you can watch with uh, with your girl for sure. And then there's Life on Mars, which is kind of a, like a detective story. And those three come to mind. So I just want to drop those little um, pearls of wisdom for people if they want to watch stuff they don't have enough to watch. Yeah, just to close out this topic, the other thing I would say is, as a parent, we tend to watch a lot of shows that we can watch with our kids. Sure, me and my wife will watch shows after the fact, but like, there'll be shows like, we're actually in the middle of watching West Wing just because we feel it's still very relevant. And for the most part, while there are some scenes you have to skip, it's mostly just a solid show. Another one, going back to Drake's British, we like a show called Father Brown. It's about Ooh. a priest who basically does 
solve, yeah. helps the cops solve mysteries. And it's a really good show. It's got really good sort of like undertones to it, but it's also a show that, wow, makes you think about, hey, I wonder who it is or what it is or yep. hey, why they think that. And so that's just one thing. That's another that, thing I would say. And that's a really good show too, because like there's like 50 million seasons and, and like you don't have to pay attention to every single little thing. Like you can, you can be on your phone and like you can still keep up with it. It's not, it's not one of those shows to where like you have to watch every single second of every, every episode or you're going to be lost, which is good absolutely, when you absolutely. have kids running around and, and a wife nagging and, oh, I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> I'll edit it out. Transition. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do a reset here. This is midweek mentions with Mindy and John in Miami and Drake, and I'm Ant in Brooklyn. And we're gonna throw it out to Mindy for his topic. What do you got for us, Mindy? Um, I mean, talk have to talk about the sinkholes and uh, your greatest fears and phobias that you live with every day walking down the street. Wait, did um, you call them stinkholes or sinkholes? <laughs> sinkholes. Wait, stink? Stink. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Have you ever have have you ever fallen into a good smelling stinkhole? <laughs> but I think you got it. I think I think you got it backwards, man. Or not uh, backwards. I think you got it completely wrong. I think it's a sinkhole <laughs> that they uh, discussed today. Um. So I guess I mean it got it got it got me. I mean, all of Billy's like neurotic behavior. I feel on a very deep and personal level. Um. Walking down the street and falling into a stinkhole would would really suck. No stinkhole, stinkhole's not that. I, I mean, I don't know where you come from, but a stinkhole where I come from is a completely different thing. Okay, you pay extra for no. that, in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> but fa- just I mean, how many nightmares would you have? Like, how more focused would you be walking down the street if one time you fell in, into a sinkhole? You you wouldn't you 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 would drive wherever you go. Did you guys see the video that he was referring to? I did. The guy, yes. The yeah. guy just kind of disappears. He's there yeah. one second, then petrifying. Like Houdini, yeah. he's gone. So it got me thinking of my other like really stuff. And every time I watch the Die Hard movie, when Bruce Willis's character is climbing through the air vent, I can't do it. I can't. Do it. I get claustrophobic. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. And it got me thinking about perhaps what are some, something you might watch or see on TV and, or a show or a movie and you're like, whoa, like that is affecting me. I mean, I don't, I don't know about something that's on a TV or movie that affects me, but my one weird um, kind of fear, I mean, it's not something that like scares me all the time, but it always crosses my mind whenever I cross over like a little sh- a bridge of a normal road that crosses perpendicular over an interstate. Once I, once I hit that, hit the beginning of that interstate, it always crosses my mind. Like if this thing goes down, I'm screwed. Especially when I see a big 18 wheeler Mack truck mowing straight down that interstate. So that, that is one thing that always sits in the back of my mind, but it's no, it's not a Billy neurotic fear like he has. But that is, that is my one um, sample. I have that, that one too, Drake. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, then you you're probably there's something wrong with I'm you. So, like I know, like I just just a quick story. I, I when I was living in Brooklyn, I had a little smart car, 
and there's a part of the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, which is stone for like two miles going from Brooklyn to Manhattan. I was in the right lane with the brick wall right next to me in my smart car and an 18 wheeler has its right blinker on merging into my lane. And in that moment, I was like, so this is where it ends. This is it. Well, can't this you go underneath go. it with a smart car? Kind of like the uh, Fast and I couldn't. Furious? I tried. I, I looked. I was, I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm gone. I'm done. Like, I'm just, they're going to have to swatter me off of this brick wall. I don't, when, when I go under a bridge, I, it's, this sounds weird, but when I go under a bridge, I, I kind of pretend like I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if I can get at, un, or under the bridge exactly at the same point as say the 18 wheeler getting there, almost as if like it was a game, like um, trying to precisely get there in the middle of the 18 wheeler. Nobody? No, that's no. Uh... No. You're just weird, John. I don't I play that. Tetris as, 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 as I'm driving. I'll be fair. I'm much more afraid of being the guy on the under part than on the over part. Like, I feel like the over part, if it fell, you have a chance to survive. But if you're under when the bridge part falls, you're toast. So that happened down here in Miami where, where of course. they tried to build a at FIU, no, no less. So um, I'm surprised this hasn't come up on the show. Or maybe it has. They, the FIU tried to rapidly build a um a bridge and they didn't shut down the 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 main causeway um and they didn't build it right or they didn't let it cure enough and and it collapsed and it killed it killed some people um over here so uh you know new stuff maybe maybe be wary of it but stuff that's been standing for for a while as long as it's not been 100 years i think you're good good happy topic john thanks well i didn't that was my topic that was my topic. Oh, but oh, but let just to bring it kind of full circle with Mindy's uh, sink and stink hole. So I was thinking, if what would be worse? Because they did this, what would be worse thing? And would it be worse to fall like into your sinkhole and land on rats, or would it be worse to fall and land in sewage? Snakes would be the worst. That's not yeah. an option. So I'll repeat. <laughs> All right. So, would you land on, uh, on what's worse, landing on rats, rats, and having them scurry all over you and perhaps yeah. bite you and give you the plague? Sewage is disgusting, but you can wash it off. Or yeah. no, what, what if you get sewage in your mouth? What if you get poopy water in your mouth? Mouthwash, toothbrush, Gross. rats. No. Yeah, rats, I'll, you'll never forget the, the feeling of a rat with the, with the rats. That it, poor man. I don't think if I if I if 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 I had poopy all over me and 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 somehow poopy water got in my mouth and my ears is I don't know if I could ever ever shake that off. How about you guys? I think it would depend on like if you live in New York where you know you see rats. Like obviously you don't see a whole hole of rats, but like rats would probably freak someone out who's never seen a rat more than someone who necessarily has seen them scurrying across in front of them, you know, on the, on the, on the train track when you're waiting for the subway to come, whatever. So I actually agree with Minnie where I think, I think the rats would be worse than the sewage, no matter where the sewage got. But, you know, I also think it could depend on, you know, sort of what scares you most, you know, does a rat scare you or not? It what does. about you, Drake? It certainly does. I mean, I, I see a rat, I'm, I'm climbing up on a chair. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely – I would definitely prefer the sewage mainly because, like, the time – so the time that you fall between the time that you get rescued, you're going to get used to the sewage. I mean, the stink is going to be terrible, but, like, you're going to accept it. You can't accept the rats. Like, that's going to be – you're going to be scared to death until you get rescued. So it's sewage for me. Oof. All right. Well, you guys are wrong. <laughs> I mean, we could both agree both of these options. You're calling in. You're calling in sick to work for a week. I'm calling in and sick to life. <laughs> Get out the hole. I feel like guys. the whole 2020 has just been us falling slowly into a sinkhole filled with rats, sewage, and snakes. Slash tinkle. What happened Absolutely. to What happened to Drake? I don't know. Drake left us. He got offended by your take. I think. No, he said his baby's crying, so we have to go. Oh wow! Yeah, right. kids. Kids to feed. Yep. Wait, Ant, what about you? So what's the, what's a fear or something you have? The, you know, this is going to sound really weird. I don't know that I have any like, oh my God, fears. Like, yeah, snakes and quicksand and like, you know, falling into a whole thing of rats, most definitely. But I don't think like, I have so much in my brain. I felt like if I lived life like Billy, I would kill myself. Like I couldn't live where I have a fear that an asteroid that I've never seen in my life is going to come and hit me in an exact X, Y, Y coordinate. That's got to be one out of infinity for it to happen. So I just don't know. Like for me, I have tons of fears, but nothing that makes me irrationally or neurotically crazy, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I should have more. I don't know. I just feel like how does yeah. how does he deal with with hurricanes every every year? I was just gonna bring that exact point. Like, how does Billy live in Florida when hurricanes are like you will hit you will be hit by three a year at minimum, sort of, especially in Miami where you're like right you're like right there. I don't know. I just wonder if you just get kind of acclimated to it and used to it. And um, I mean, how many times do you get hit by by uh, you know a meteorite, right? But but yeah, yeah, hurricanes, maybe. those happen all the time. So you kind of get used to it. And you get my house, for instance, it was built in the 50s. So it's withstood many, many hurricanes and it's still standing. So that gives me rightly or wrongly some sense of 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 security. And uh, maybe it's something like that with him. I'd like to find out how how I know he over prepares from what I understand from what I've heard on the show, which is which is better than under prepare. But um I'm not sure exactly how, how much he freaks out and, and how much of that is that, is that a character for the show and how much is, I'm sure it's rooted in truth, but it may be played up for, for us. But if it is, he does a damn good job of doing it. He does his, his neuroses. He's, he's on fire when he's, when, when he's sort of spewing his, his problems or his, you know, neuroses. Yeah. Neuroses. I was going to say it's overpreparedness, like, you know, having Vicks paper rub, lemon scent, of course, at work, you know, or that kind of stuff. But, you know. Vaparu. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. So- All right. So we're going to wrap up here. This has been another installment of Midweek Mentions. We've got Mindy. We've got John of Miami. We've got Drake. And I'm Ant from Brooklyn, at Diana on Twitter.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.